Recording started. Edel Friedman. The destruction of the Chayaya Klau of our social life, our social Yiddish life that's so essential to our entire being, our entire existence, being Yiddish Kinder, everything is around our social life in Bismedrish, now Migdish, Ma'at. We're missing the Butekneisiyas, the Butemedrushas, that Chazal say, Meginem al-Ador, they are the shield, they keep us going, they're our lifeline. We feel deserted, we feel bereft. When we sing the song of Yom Neruim, the Kuraif Pezirainim by Nagoim, the Nisach, and the Fitzasaini Kanais, Miyarkis Ayuret, we have a new understanding. There are two levels. The level of a Kuraif Pizirainim by Nagoim. We are scattered among the nations. That's the Gulas that we were living with till now. But now there's a new level. In Efitza Saini Kanais. We are scattered between ourselves. We're all singular and we're living in our own life without having the support of the Oilam through technology we try to keep together. And we feel very lonely. And we feel the fear of the uncertainty, the anxiety of what's going to be. At this time, it's very important. We should all remember that we are Eden. We are Jewish. And when they hated us because we're Jews, they knew why. A Jew is a different concept. A Jew is a level above. We're called Yehidim. Yehidim is Melushin Hoidoye. A Yid always thanks. A Yid is always praising. A Yid always sees the light. A Yid is strong. A Yid is immortal. That's the Jewish nation. Shloisha Avonhem says the Gemude. There are three brazen creatures on the world. Avon Shebeimis Yisrul, the most strong and brazen and steadfast thing on this world is Ayid. Ayid you cannot break. Ayid could go through every situation and he'll find the way how to get through. A yid is never in a spool if it's good or whether it's not so good. He always finds the way how to accept it, the way how to handle it, the right outlook, the right perspective, because the yid is eternal, and an eternal thing is emus, and an emus thing is not influenced and doesn't succumb to the situations that try to attack him. Ayid remembers what Duvud HaMelech says in Tilim. When we feel that we're at the, at the ground zero, at the rock bottom, we cannot go further. Our yeshivas, our chadurim, everything is locked down. Our panusas are in jeopardy. Says David Amel, the next three words and tell him, Kimu Ezrusuluni. If you cannot go further down, then it's going to go back up. On this world, there's no flat bottom where you stay. If you hit that rock bottom, you're going to go up. Kishuchu Luchavnash has a galglachuzibuilam. It's like a wheel. If you get to the bottom, you go back up. He doesn't live with that piece of the puzzle of today, he lives with a larger scope, the larger picture, and that's a weakness of a human being when he always sees that small day 
in the calendar that he's living by. The Imisuoilam, the secular world, sees the today when they see everything is going well, everything is going uphill, and the economy is booming, and everybody is doing well. So they say, oh, we we are on our own. We could, uh, we're in control, and we feel secure, and we could do what we want, and we could let loose, and we could do what the Rebbeinah doesn't like, and it's never going to change. Eid knows when it goes good, you have to always believe for Rachma Shumayim, because for tomorrow you don't know what's going to be. And the same too when Chalila, when the situation we're right now, we have to see the tomorrow. We have to see that if it's night, then it's going to be in the morning, the sun will rise. And the Hashem, there will be a gewaltige rejuvenation. And we're going to together be more invigorated. And the Rebbe Nishalim will give us a gewaltige future. And we must see this today, and we must live with this. And like that, we'll swim through the situation. And that is the koyuch that the Baal Shem Tov said, I did not come to this world only to be mechadish, one chiddish, nothing more. And that chiddish is called frischkeit. He said in Yiddish, frischkeit. A person should be fresh. A person should be invigorated. A person should have enthusiasm. A person should have zest in avoidus Hashem. Not let yourself succumb to the Yitzhahara that tries to bring you in anxiety, tries to schlep you down and bring down your mood. If he tries to bring down your mood, my uncle, would say, he say, by Krishna, we have to Hashem elekechu b'chol levavchu, evichol nafshechu, evichol moodchu. In every mood, even in these times when people's mood need constant physic, constant maintenance. That's what the Baal Shem Tov was in Chadish. A person must bring in enthusiasm and simcha and avoid Hashem in every situation. And that's what Eden did in the toughest situation, way tougher than the situation we are right now. Our fathers, our Zaydas, and they brought in enthusiasm. They brought in hope. In its rule, they're saying, Baruch Hashem, Shani Noshem. I thank Hashem that I am breathing. We take for granted that we breathe. Chazal teach us, and we never understood this Mama Chazal the way we're understanding it today. Say Chazal al on every breath. On every inhale, on every exhale, I'll call Nishim Nishim One must thank the Rabbi Shalom for every breath that he's taking. We take for granted our breath. Did anybody ever think, oh, I have to breathe? Nobody thinks about it. We just breathe. We go on and we breathe back and forth. And when the doctor tells you take a deep breath, you take a deep breath. Do you really enjoy taking that br- deep breath? And wow. you that was such a good breath. I took in the breath. I brought out the breath. Nobody thinks about that. We take it for granted. That's the way how the system works. It's like it goes on its own. We don't, we don't even think that we have to do it. Chazal tell us a person has to be so praise, so praiseful, and so thankful to the Rabbi Shalom that I'll call you should count the breaths that you breathe a minute. And every nishimit halka, you're breathing, your wife is breathing, you can take a deep breath, you don't have shortness of breath, you don't have respiratory problems. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem Shani Noshem. Baruch Hashem Shani Noshem. I thank the Rabbinish Loilam that I am breathing. When a person breathes, it's an up and down person breathes in, he feels, oh, wow, I brought in some oxygen in the body. Right away, he exhales. And that symbolizes that letdown. And that goes on many times throughout a minute. 
hundreds of times, thousands of times throughout a day, a person goes up and down. And that's the art. That's the beauty of breathing. In our life, we have ups and downs. We must see the beauty in it. If you feel you have a letdown, if you feel things that aren't going the way they should be going, don't be phased. Don't be discouraged. Just exhale. Wait a few minutes. The Rebbein will change things and you're going to inhale again. I would like to share with the Oilam a story that happened with the Chazonish. There was a person that was very ill, and the doctors told him he has a few days to live. So, what do you do if you have a few days to live, and you live in Yisrael and the great Chazonish, just about becoming famous? He went down to B'nai Barak. He went to the house of the Chazanish on the unpaved road. And he went to the Chazanish's house. And he meets the Chazanish. He tells the Chazanish, the doctors told me, I only have a few days to live. And I'm beside myself. Well, what should I do? Said the Chazanish, let me ask you. You remember from Chayda, what did the Bonishlim created the first day of the creation? Yom Rishon. He said, Avadi, Bereishis Bura Lekim, Esashumayim, the Esuritz. And Chazal say that Esashumayim is Marba this and Esuritz is Marba that. Oh, fine. And what did the Bonishlim create the second day of creation? Went through the second day, the third day, and the fourth day, and the fifth day. Says the Chazanish, look. In one day, the Rabboni Shlielim created so many things. This world has so many small, intricate components, creatures in the thousands, in the millions, different powers of this world, different uh, minerals and different metals and, and all types of koiches that are going on. Everything the Rabboni Shlielim created in six days. You really think that the Rabboni Shlom cannot create for you a medicine in six days. So the doctors gave up on you, but the Rabboni Shlom create, could cre- create a medicine that could heal you from your sickness. If this, is, if this is the amount of things he did in six days, a small medicine on a sickness that he himself created, he cannot create. He went through a few days and in the newspaper, there was an article that they just came up with a medicine called penicillin. He had a wealthy relative in England that sent him penicillin from England. The person took the penicillin, and he lived for another few years. We don't know what the Rabbeinu Shalom has in store for us, and it's irrelevant whether the Rabbi Yishlein will bring a new penicillin on the world right now or not, it's not our business. However, he has to live with the notion that the world is not coming to an end. And if it comes to an end, that means that the all good of Mashiach will be here. So it's definitely good. The world does not come to an end. Tadik Hashem b'chol druchov, v'chusit b'chol masov, whatever the Rabbi Yishlein does, whether you hear people you know that aren't here anymore, we say tzaddik Hashem b'chol druchav v'chusit b'chol masav. It couldn't have been better. The Rebbeinu Shlomo is called God in every language. God, God, because it's good. The Rebbeinu Shlomo is good without any bad fiber. The Rebbeinu Shlomo is the pure good to the level where we cannot even fathom. That's because the Rebbeinu Shlomo, whatever he does, is tachlis atoyv. Some. Sometimes a child is too foolish to understand why his father is doing a good thing. And that's exactly where we are in the picture. We have, we are, we have limited capacity of understanding, of comprehension in the Rabbeinu Shalom's very complex ways for the human to understand. That doesn't mean that what the Rabbeinu Shalom is not doing is tachlis atoiv. Yidin are panemius to get people. Yidin live with the panemius, we don't judge things by the facade. 
We don't judge things at the surface. We see things with a deeper meaning. We know everything is camouflaged. However, when the heat goes away from the world, when there's a large plague and people are going away all over a pandemic, when the heat goes away, it's Pashkuche Prutis. And it's called Sadik Hashem Bechal Drucha Vechuset Bechal Masov. And the Rabboni Shloilim could send the fear for people that the doctors gave up. And he could send the fear for people that are on the respirator. And they could come off and they could come home fresh and well. A person has to live with these ideas. These are the Yisoidus of Yiddishkeit. This is what we're living with. And a person has to know that we cannot make Cheshboinus from one day to the other. I spoke yesterday with somebody that, Buch Hashem, he had a daughter that was born to him yesterday. And we discussed what are we going to do with giving the name. There's no Kriya Satoyri. I said to him, look, there are ways we can go around it. Maybe with a minion, without Kriya Satoyri. But why should we make Cheshboinus? Some say that anyways you should wait with the name for two weeks. Two Shabusim should go over. That's the Belzeminik. Who knows what's going to be in two weeks? person has to make cheshboinus day, a day at a time, day by day. Uruch Hashem yoim yoim. And that's what Chazal da'ash no mesech techilm. Udam ebehaime teshiyah Hashem. Say Chazal, Udam ebehaime. How could you put a person together with a behaime? Udam ebehaime teshiyah Hashem. Chazal say we're speaking about only a Udom. A Udom, a person. These are very wise people, and they're so wise to the extent that they know when they should use that tool called Bahaima. A Bahaima doesn't think. A Bahaima just works by, by, in, by instinct. The same two are people that they are on a Madraige, where they know there are certain times where you cannot make Cheshboinus. You have to live the day at a time. Let the Rebbeinu make the Cheshbon. Udam a Bahaima, a person that puts away his menschlichkeit, and he doesn't look on the larger picture. Just he lives the day today. Today, Buch Hashem, it's good, and I could see today, and today I could focus, I can make Cheshboinus for today. Why should I have the anxiety of tomorrow? Udam e'behaim t'shi Hashem. The Rebbein helps a person that takes this approach of Udam e'behaim. I would like to go on to the Aluchis of Paisich right now, Having said a few words of chizik for the Oilam, I would like to go on on the Aluchis of Pesach. I would like to remind the Oilam, Kiddush Levune. Last night was a nice Levune. However, I understand that many people forgot about Kiddush Levune altogether. It's very important to say Kiddush Levune every month. Ibefrat, this month. It's very important to shmira for a person to say Kiddush Levune. And Kiddush Levune can be said B'yuchid. You could say it when you're Yuchid. If you think to have uh, three people that are standing far away and they're doing social, social distance, then it might be better with three people or with two people. However, it could be said B'yuchid and by Kiddush Levune a person could poilos on the entire city that there should be Shulem Aleichem. When we say Shulem Aleichem, we speak to the entire city. And we're saying there should be Shulem peace. And peace encompasses, encapsulates all of the bruches on the entire city, on the entire Klalis rule, on the entire world. Person, I swear, has to be mispalled for the entire world, even for the Imus And Shulem Aleichem means that we say there should be Shulem on the entire world. The person dawns by Kiddush Levune. And that's very important. Safsman Kiddush Levune is going to be Bedikis Chumetz at night, 10.15 at night. However, the best is to try to say it before. You shouldn't be from the people of Khalil are going to forget because people are doing everything B'Yechidus. So it's very easy to forget. So make a note. You should make Kiddush Levune. The Ramban says the end of Parsha's boy that the reason why the Torah was so machne in the Aluchis of Paisach is because Paisach is the Yisadu Emine. Paisach is the foundation of our faith. And that's why it's so fundamental. 
And that's why the Torah says, one that eats chumetz is kudis, one that doesn't bring a golden paisach is kudis, because the yisadu amina. Knowing that, this year, that it's so important to review the fundamentals of amina, internalize the fundamentals of amina, speak about it, discuss it, discuss it with yourself, discuss it with your spouse, discuss it with your kinderlich. person needs always chizik and amina, and the more you speak about it, the more you live it the more you feel it. That's why this year that we're going to maybe have to look away on certain chimis and certain instances, a person has to know if you live with Amina, that's the chimera of Pesach. We understand that Rebbeinu Shleilam has something else in plan for us, then this is the yisad of chimis of Pesach. This year is a very weird, interesting Pesach. This is a historical Pesach. This is a Pesach that I think never was, and I do not think is ever going to be. I hope it's not going to be ever again. This is a very weird Pesach, and definitely something great is happening behind the scenes. And we just have to sit back and enjoy the ride. That's our avoid. We're right now in the back of the car, and we shouldn't be backseat drivers. We should just see how the Rabboni Shalom is... Uh, uh, driving this great, uh, this great ride, and bringing us to, to something very special. So, let's start with Tanus Pchorim, Eid of Pesach, a Pchor, or one that has a son that's a Pchor. Women that are Pchorim do not fast. One that has a son that's a Pchor, as long as he's a Kutin, he cannot fast. The father has to fast for him. So this is not a difference if you're Pchor Ma'av, Pchor Ma'em, whether from a mother, from a father. Tanus Pchorim is a chiv for every um, male that's the oldest of the household. It's a Tanus that he has to fast the entire eight of Pesach. So we are Soimach, and this was in the Spashit in the last Doiris, that we are Soimach on the Siyam in the morning of eight of Pesach. We don't fast. The reason why we are so lenient and we're Michael, we soimach on although in Masech Tesafrim it says it's a chiv to fast day of Pesach, for Bechor. The reason is because if we fast day of Pesach, then at night it's very hard for us to remakayim the mitzvahs, Talat Koises and the Kizaisim, the body was fasting the entire day and you have such a load of, of food and matzah on an empty stomach. So because it's difficult to fast and later to eat the cider. We don't fast eight of Pesach. We try to find a time. Others say, because eight of Pesach is a yomtif, a day that a person brings a kolben, is a yomtif, as much as you can. It was a yomtif for all of us. And it says a yomtif. So that's why Tanus Pchurim, on eight of Pesach, we are lenient about it. This year, Tanus Pchurim, we have a serious problem. What do we do? We, we're not coming in Bismadrish. Many hold that you have to eat together um, from the same cake, the same uh, Paisach cake, and through that it becomes like a cedar, cedar mitzvah. We're not eating together, and we ever, we're not even at the CM2. We were just uh, listening on the phone. Uh, if anything, we're going to be able to conference on the phone to hear a CM. So does that work, or doesn't that work? The Pshleim is Alman, the Chroni Levruche was Mata, a soldier in, in the army in Eitzestruel uh, was uh, on a mission and couldn't hear a siyam was matter for him that he should on the phone listen to a siyam and be part of a siyam. So we could be soimich b'shah on the psak of the b'frat this year we must be lenient with the fasting gate of Pesach because we all have to be very well and even those that don't have any symptoms, should make sure the immune system is boosted with vitamins or whatever it should be, and they should eat well and sleep well. Very important that the immune system should be strong. And the times when there was the plague of Chaliere in year 1848 in Vilna, Absul Salante came into the Bismedrish, Yom Kippur in the morning, and he made Kiddush and he ate Mazoinus. And he said, everybody, even the people that are well, should all break their fast and eat. Because if you're going to fast, Khalila, you're going to be more susceptible to the plague. So 
we're not passing now for Erev Yom Kippur, for Yom Kippur, by the time Yom Kippur will come, we hope he'll be as Mashiach, and we hope Yom Kippur will be over with all of this. However, we're passing for Tanus Chorim this year, about a person should not fast and find a way how he should be Michael. So this year, if you can hear on the phone, you can hear Siyam Mesechte, then you could be Michael. The best is, if you could also be Messiah something, then Lecholada is Yotze. Being Messiah something, I do not mean being Messiah in time Mesechte. That's, uh, that's not uh, easy. Not everybody could be Messiah in time Mesechte. And really, uh, it should really be a Siyam. So even a Siyam of a Pairik in Gemurri, if a person is learning Dafayoimi, anything, and he's Messiah, a Pairik in Gemurri, you could be Soimach on the Das of the Maim Chaim. That even at the end of a Pairik we say Hadr Maloch, and that's also a Siyam. Or one that finishes any of the Chumash Megillus, and he learned it well with Rashi, to the extent where he's happy when he finishes, that he completed it, and he understands it for the first time, or now he understands it better. Or one of the Surim of Trayus and Tanakh, and he really understands it, he never learned it, now he understands it. Or a Siyam of Mesech Mishnais that brings in Simche, or even a Siyam of a Saifan Misse that he was trying to, to, to complete and to master uh, a, a longer time, like a cipher like Ochis Sadikim or Mesilis Yishurim, could also be a CM. Any CM that's a CM of Simchis Atoyre that a person tried to achieve and he accomplished. That CM could be a CM and that's Avadu, a bit of listening to the CM on time, Sech on the phone, Zichigit, and even without that, you could be Michael, it's a person, any type of CM could be Soimach. That the Pchor or somebody that has a son that's a Pchor, he, although he's not a Pchor, but the son is on the Bar Mitzvah, so he fasts him, then you could be Yotze with a CM. The reason why we're so Michael in the opinion of Tan is Pchorim, I would like to bring out a point, and that's Negayat Bizman Azeh, that we all in the Matzav where we need Rachmai Shemayim. Rasha says in Kapitel Mem Gimel in Yeshaya that at the time when Yidin were in Mitzrayim, the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yidin were on a level where they were not worthy for redemption. They were not worthy for Ge'ila Shleime. And in the truth, the Malach HaMuvah should have Khalila been on them and do the same thing that he did to the B'choyer Mitzrayim, to the B'choyer Yisru, because they were over the Zure. However, the Rabbeinu Shalom Shluk Kapuris with the B'choyer Mitzrayim. Like we do Erev Yom Kippur, we take uh, chicken, and we shluk kapuris, and we say the kapuris should go to death, and we should go to life. The same too that the Bonishlelim said, who is the one that made the Jewish children to sin? Who is the one that put them in the situation where they oved the The Mitzrayim. If that's the case, let the Mitzrayim be a kapuris for the Yiddish kinder. And that's the way how Pidyan Bechoyris works. Pidyan means you do zetachazen, nefesh tachas nefesh, you poide. You put the plague on those evil powers that they're the ones that brought the Eden to where they weren't supposed to be. And now that we're in the ice suited and we're all Mephashbush Ramas and we're all trying to do better and try to do soul searching and uh, to rectify and to repent, Bizman Kuzeh in such a time. The Rebbein Shlolem comes the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the night of Paisach, and he says, Amisim Mishine, and all of the koiches of the Malach Hamuvis, of the Sutan, of the Yatzahare, that brought the world to sin. And that's the Pidyan of Bechor. And because the entire concept of Pidyan Bechor went through doing Zetach Azeh, that could be a very a very proper reason, an appropriate reason, why we also are very lenient. And everything that we could just be poided and say, oh, we're doing it, we're giving tzedukah, and tzedukah is poided the tanas. We are doing a siyem mesechte, and a siyem mesechte will compensate the simche that we put into a dva mitzvah, will compensate for fasting today. That's also the same concept that the Rebbe did the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and that's the entire reason and the whole concept of 
the fast of B'chayinim, and that's why it could also work, be poide, the fast of B'chayinim. Let's speak about Bedikas Chumetz. Bedikas Chumetz are people that are in quarantine, and they have businesses, or they have cars that uh, they're planning to use on Paisach. Now they cannot go out of their house. In the middle of Paisach, they will. They will go to their business. So they could send a shliach to be boidik chumitz if they're not selling their business. They could send a shliach to be to be boidik the chumitz, and they should make the bruche on the phone. The shliach should hear the bruche on the phone and answer umain be yotze with the bruche of the balabais, and uh, he could be boidik chumitz without a bruche because he heard. The bruche of the balabais on the phone while he was saying the bruche and he answered Umayn. When he finishes being boidik chumetz in the business, wherever it is, he calls up the balabais and he says, I finished. And then the balabais, once he finished everything in his house and also his shliach finished in the business, then he says, Kol chamir the lution that we say at night. We say a different lution in the morning after we burn the chumetz. This year, burning the chumetz in the morning is a situation. It's not like every year. And burning the chumetz, we paskin, you don't have to burn the chumetz, even the ten pieces that usually we burn. And every year a person shouldn't burn more than ten pieces. If he has all the bagels or whatever it is, he could throw into the garbage truck and that's the right way to do it. You only burn the ten pieces. To be yotze with the kezayas chumetz, all ten pieces together should be one kezayas at least. And with that we yotze the chimera of the tar that we should burn chumetz, at least the kezayis, eight of Paisach. Me'ikir Adim, we say that we don't have to burn chumetz. A year like this year, that we cannot gather together to one central um, burning of the chumetz. So we could be soimich, we throw it into the truck, the garbage truck, the ten pieces, and that will be in the place of burning chumetz. If you pour on it bleach or whatever before, it's even better on those ten pieces, you throw it in to the garbage truck. If one has a grill in his backyard and he really knows what he's doing and there aren't children around and he wants to burn, again, I'm repeating, only those ten pieces and nothing more, it shouldn't be a, a, a bonfire or anything that could even resemble a bonfire, a small pitsy fire that he's doing in a contained place and he knows what he's doing, then, Mahatayse, but the Psaq Aluchi this year is to throw in the 10 pieces in a garbage truck, and uh, that's the way to do it. If you can't do that either in quarantine, uh, you could flush it down uh, the bathroom, you could flush it down. It just make sure that really cr- put the, make it in crumbles before, that it shouldn't, shouldn't stuff up your, your bathroom. Look over the Amtus. So uh, this is the way of burning chumetz this year. There's a shala with tefillas kailim this year. It's not simple to find tefillas kailim because many are closed. Um, so tefillas kailim this year. What to do with tefillas kailim? If it's knives, person needs new knives. There are many people that are making paisach for the first time and they're buying new kailim they don't have from other years. New knives or new utensils you could buy from a Yiddish company that does not need tefillah. Does not it does not require tefillah because it was done through a Jewish company, and that would be the best for those kailim. I would not, I would not uh, endorse um, kashering knives because they are a little complicated. It could be done. Not saying it cannot be done, but for Paisach, rather to buy new ones. It's not a large expense, and you could buy that does not need tefillas kailim. If you're buying a new pot for yomtus that does need tefillas kailim, what do you do? It needs tefillas kailim in because it's a klaimatchus. It's made out of metal, so it needs tefillas kailim in So what do you do? If you could go to a pond, a lake, an ocean, a beach, and be toivlet, you could toivlet with a bruche. You could put it into the shallow water. You don't have to go deep into the water right away by the shallow water. You could travel it as long as the entire kaila together with a handle goes into the water. It's good. You make a bruch altfilis kaila if it's one kaila. If it's more than one kaila, you make altfilis kailim and you travel the kaila. 
Many people cannot do it. Many people, it's usa for them to go out of their house. They have to sit at home. So there is another idea that you could be soymich this year if you have a shuchen, if you have a neighbor that's a goy, you could go ahead and you can ask him to pick it up and to be a koiner. You should understand what he's doing. It shouldn't be a joke. You should understand that he's koiner. It's his. You're giving him as a gift and later you're borrowing it from him for yomtif. You could be soymich this year because it's a shasat hak. You could be soymich on this. Uh, if it's hard for you to give it over to him, you don't have to give it hand to hand. You could put it down. You could pick it up. You could put it down in his rishis. That's also called Kenya Meshiche. It's also good. You could also write in a star that you're giving it to him, and and that's also could be could be a, a Kenyan. Later you borrow it from him when things will settle and we'll have back our our Kaila Mikvus. You should toivel the Kaila again. But this is good for this year. You could be soimuch on this, or you could take an old utensil that you use for the entire year, a pot that you use for hummus, and you can kasher that pot and use it for Pesach. There's no issue with kashering a pot that's hummus stick and using for Pesach. When Shunim Kitekinom and years are the way that they were, and we were zoiche to all those beautiful years that it was a lot easier for us to do a Pesach, we usually bought new kailam. We didn't. We tried not to kasher kailam. However, in this year, we can cash a kailam and it's not a bit of You can cash a kailam and you can use it for yomtiv, as it says in Shechanurich. You just uh, have to you have to cash the kailam um, on the kosher way. How do you cash a kailam? So the way you cash a kailam is first of all you don't use it 24 hours. You don't use it for anything that's hot. After 24 hours, it wasn't used for anything that's hot. You boil up, uh, you make sure that it's clean totally, take off all the stains. If there's any rust on the kaila, I'm not speaking that uh, stains from uh, black stains on the kaila, but we're speaking about rust, then you take a, a, a fire, you could take a, a lighter, and you, or you put it in, in next to the, the gas range, and you burn out that part that has rust, um, to extent where it gets very hot. doesn't have to be red. extent where it gets very hot, and that's good with that part of rust. Usually you shouldn't have these shallows, it shouldn't be rust in the pot. So it's just you have some black spots here and there that isn't an issue. If you if you feel that there's nothing, you know, chumets, uh, hiding underneath, or uh, it's usually only a spot and you cleaned it with a chemical, it shouldn't be any issue. You take the pot, you fill it with water, and you... Wait for the water. You wait for the water to to boil. The water boils. Then you put in something in the pot that should uh, could be a plastic container, whatever. That the water should overflow and it should flow on all the sides of the pot from outside too. And with that, you cashed your pot. Once you cashed your pot, that pot could be used for Pesach. Okay, and that Savadu, when the pot was cleaned all over by the handles and all over was cleaned to the extent possible, then you could use that pot. And that pot could also be used to kasher other things in it. Because the pot that you kasher should not be a chumetz to get pot and should also not be a paisach to get pot. So, if you're kashering in a pot, it should be a third pot. So that pot is not chumetz, not paisach. So what do you do if you don't have a pot that you designated every year to kasher. The first year you're making Pesach, you take a chumetz to get pot, you kasher it, and now this is a pot that's made for kashering, um, that's made for uh, kashering um, kailam, kashering countertops, kashering um, counters. So this is the way of kashering that you should kasher. How do you kasher? If you're covering, and the minig b'chol tvitzis is rule is to cover, um, this year, if a person has an issue buying uh, those PVC plastics that uh, usually they sell in Heimish stores to cover his uh, his uh, counters, um, you could try to get something else that you have at home. You could, you could cover it with a few uh, plastic tablecloths. 
Uh, make sure that it uh, doesn't get a hole and you don't put something hot that it's going to melt on it. If it's hot, you should put it on a tripod. And on top of that, then it's also good. It doesn't say anywhere in Aluha you have to buy PVC from a store. You have to cashier your countertop, your counters, and you have to cover it. The way of cashiering the counter, you don't need a stone that was on the fire. That's called the Evan Malibn. For a counter, because anyways we cover it, you could just cashier it with boiling hot water that uh, was bubbling in a pot. You take it, you pour it out on the counter, you pour it into the sink, and that's the way you capture the sink. The sink also should have an insert. Even a sink that's made out of stainless steel, the minigis, we put an insert. If you don't have an insert, you could cover it with heavy silver foil. That's also like an insert. And you cover inside of the sink. So you capture, you really do not need a stone to capture anything. And that's special if somebody's uh, living on his own and he's in quarantine. Uh, who's going to hold the stone for him? It could be Skun Snafushis. So you don't need a stone, you could just cash everything with a pot, you pour, out, you pour out the boiling water, you start from the bottom of the sink by the drain, you understand first you make sure everything is dry, the sink should be totally dry and not used for hot within 24 hours before, you pour on the bottom, you go around and around the entire bottom, later you go to the walls, and later you go to the spout of the faucet. By the spout of the faucet, you could, if you, you, the best is if you could put it into the pot for the boiling water, it should sit for four or five seconds inside, and later you could pour on top of the spout, on top of the, on top of the faucet, on top of the handles of, of the faucet, you could uh, pour hot water, and many write, you should also, Mishum Chimre, open up the hot water, let the hot water run for five minutes on the hottest, and then you cash it, your sink totally. The minute is that we put some, like those sacks we put on the sink, um, and that's because chashash, that if in the water there's anything, any chumets or any particles that shouldn't uh, be on Paisach, it gets sifted again through the sacks that we put onto the sink, it's not ma'akiv b'diyavid, but that's the minig that Yidin do. So this is what we're speaking about, kashering um, the countertops and the sinks. After you kasher, you pour a little cold water um, after it's staying there for, let's say, for 10 seconds, 5 seconds, uh, you let the hot water sit there and later you pour cold water on the counter, you cold, pour cold water on the sink, wherever it is, a little cold water, and then you wipe it off, and then it's kusha for paisach. The same too, um, the best is to kasha the stove top uh, with hot water. You pour hot water between the burners. If you could, if you cannot, you just cover it with heavy silver foil, and it could also work. You clean out the the burners, where the fire um, comes out from, you clean it out, you make sure there's no chumat span on it. Um, and then let's speak about people that don't have another set of of um, of uh, um, um, grates that uh, that go on top of the burners, and you put the pots on top of the grates on the stove top. They don't have another set of paisach. What do you do? You could take it and put it into the oven while you make self-clean on your oven, if you have a self-clean oven, and then it becomes paisardic. As you understand, before you make self-clean and before you for grates, you must clean them with a chemical to take off every grease that could be homotic. And then you put it in, you make self-clean, and then they are paisardic. You could also, if you're afraid it's going to be discolored or whatever, you could also use another method. You could put a blech on top of the grates, you open all of the fires of your um, um, gas range on the highest. You let it sit like that for, let's say, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and the blech will spread the fire, make very hot all of the pieces of the grates that are not, um, that are not clearly exposed to the fire. So like that, the heat spreads to the entire grate all over. 
that blech could be a chumetz to give blech to, as long as it was cleaned from any chumetz, any crumbs, and open chumetz. And like that, you could cash that blech, you could really use it for Pesach too. However, the blech itself is always kedai to cover, if you're using a blech from chumetz, to cover it with uh, one or two um, of the heavy silver foil is kedai. And like that, you cash your your gas, your gas range, your grates, and your blech, and you can use it for Pesach. Self-clean works for Pesach. However, in a self-clean oven, the door of the oven should be covered with heavy silver foil, heavy-duty silver foil, because the glass of the door, we are noiket lechimre, as the remove paskins, we are machme, and it's a chimre, but we machme, that glass cannot be cashed on Pesach. As a luch of klicheres, egabe hilches Pesach. So for that reason, it should be covered, the glass, and also the, 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 the metal sponge that goes around, around the door, is also chashushes. So that all should try to be uh, covered with silver foil, and then you could use it. Some people are machme, even with the self-clean oven, they put in a insert, chimis, you could have from here to the heaven. We're speaking about the aluche, and you could be soimach like atchila on this aluche, that self-clean works, and that's the way that belski zecherem luche paskin, that many gedoy paskin. If you don't have a self-clean oven, you put it on the highest, and that caches the inside of the oven. However, you should use an insert. You do not have a self-clean oven. You should not use it for Pesach, only with an insert. If you have an insert, you could use the insert in the oven that does not have self-clean. If the oven does have self-clean, you do not need an insert on Pesach. The top, the, the hood of the gas range, on top of the gas range, there's a hood. That hood is very important. It should be covered with heavy silver foil that the heat that comes up in the pot should not unite with the bleas of the humans that are in the hood from the entire year. You should cover that hood with silver foil. Important aluche to remember. If you only have a hot plate for the entire year, you do not have a hot plate for Pesach. What should you do? Plate, and you do not use it within 24 hours. Then you put it onto the hot plate to get hot. Once it's hot, you leave it for 15 minutes. Then you could use it for Pesach. If you cover it with heavy-duty silver foil, then you could use it for Pesach. This is the aluche of a hot plate this year. Although other years, most Claudius rule buys a separate one for Pesach, but you could you could cash a hot plate and use it for Pesach too, the hot plate of the entire year. If again, you clean it with easy or for shumanit or whatever, and then you don't use it 24 hours or whatever. Before that, you haven't used it any 24 hours within this whole process. Then you put it on to the highest, you let it go for 15 minutes, then you cover it with heavy-duty silver foil, it could be used for Pesach. A chinik, a, uh, a urn, a hot water urn, is complicated to cash for Pesach. You could buy cheap ones that are Pesach dig, and that's the way you should do it. If you cannot buy, you should call the Rav and ask him how you should cash it. A woman that's herself at home, and she's in quarantine, she has to make Pesach on her own, she could cash her. Usually we say women should not cash her. This year, women could cash her, and it's, uh, it's a chimre that women don't cash her. She should cash her the ikis. She should be careful, chalila not uh, try to be machme uh, in the cashering to do with a stone or whatever. Oifun where chalila could be a big sekuna. You should do it on oifun where she's not going to uh, go into any sekuna, put on boots that if the water goes on the foot, it's a good idea to put on boots and to put on large gloves that uh, 
you should uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't chalila be burnt by the water if the water falls down and you're standing too close to the water. Let's speak about people what they should do the night of Pesach. Many people will be having the cider, uh, or together with their wife, and many people aren't feeling so well. They don't have koyach to eat as much as maybe they would eat other years in Mekayim, all the aluchas of Pesach, what should you do? People that are in a facility, people that are in a hospital, Khalila, for Yomtev, their Pesach, they get food in the refrigerator, has to have a chosim or chosim. It has to have, uh, let's say, uh, um, uh, on top, like if you would send with a goy, you would send uh, kosher food, you would put on it uh, a chosim or chosim and write your name on top of the on top of the um, tape, or whatever it is that you could see if somebody tampered with it. The same too, if you're putting it in, in a refrigerator where it's a public refrigerator, you have to put in that it should uh, you should know clearly it's your food and it's stayed kosher. People that are taking vitamins because they need to these days, or they're taking medication, and the medication has not kidneys. It's mitelikatchile to take the medication with kidneys. Exitis kidneys was not said on medication. It could be taken, and the same two goes to kidneys that's uh, mixed into shampoo or other things that people, or essential oils that people use, or whatever it should be. It's mitter. The same too even goes to chumets, that's nifsen machiles keles, and is part of uh, any of these shampoos or things that people use. It's mitter because there's no achshavai only on eating, not on other things, and although maybe some will try to be machman these dinam, but uh, if you have to be Michael, the Swede the says that Aluchi is the Ikiradin, that it's, it's okay. Legabe, if somebody cannot drink so much to be Oitz Dalit Koisis Le Mahaldrin, the Mahaldrin of Dalit Koisis maybe would be to have a Sheer, that Lecholadayas, and to drink every cost the entire years. As some hold, you should do. However, somebody that's not feeling well and weak, he doesn't have koyach for this, it's enough most of the revias. Every one of the Dalit koyaches enough most of the revias. And the revias, you could take the smallest sheet of revias, and that should be the revias you go by. And that revias is a little more than an ounce and a quarter. An ounce and a quarter, a little bit more, that's a revias. And you don't need the entire ounce and a quarter. You drink most of an ounce and a quarter, and as long as you drank most of it, you were yoitze that cost of the Dalit Koises. The last cost, because you haven't drank an entire revias, you should be yoitze bruch from the last cost with somebody else that drank a entire revias, if there's somebody else that's present and saying a bruch on entire revias on the last cost. However, Dalit Koises, you could be yoitze with most of the revias, and the revias should be a little more than an ounce and a quarter. And the most of that, um, the majority of that is enough to drink and you it's What's the she of a kezayas of matzah? The she of kezayas of matzah usually would be a half of a matzah. If somebody is a choyle, it could be soymach, a third of a matzah. A third of a matzah is enough, and uh, I'm speaking about a hunt matzah, a third of a matzah is enough to be yotzeh was that the sheet of the kezayas? How many kezayas does a person have to eat of matzah? A regular year, a person usually eats five kezayas of matzah. Two kezayas the first time he eats matzah, one to be out to the mitzvah of Achilles matzah, the other one for Leiche Mishnah, another kezayas matzah by Koirich, that he eats together with a Mure, and then another two kezayas that you eat with afikoimen. One zaychele paisach, one zaychele chagige. That was the special chagige that they ate together with the korban paisach. This year, if a person doesn't have koyach, he's ill. He could be soimach. 
to eat a third of a matzah as a kezayis, and by the first time you eat the kezayis matzah, only eat a kezayis to be yoytze, the mitzvah achilles matzah, and that is a kezayis matzah from the broken matzah, that's called laivi, the middle matzah, and you could be lenient about the kezayis matzah is that's from the whole matzah, that's on top, and that you could leave on the side. If you could do koirich matoivim manuim, then afikoimun, you could also be yoitze with one kezayah, you don't have to be machne. So if you if there's a choyle that doesn't have koirich, he could be soimich if he could, on the three kezayisim, cut out the two kezayisim, the first feleche mishnah, the last kezayisim, Koyich for that either, you could take the koyich and put aside, only do afikoyman with the kezayis matzah in the beginning. If he doesn't have koyich for that either, just go with the kezayis matzah in the beginning. And that, uh, hopefully, everybody may Hashem would have koyich for, and we wish everybody has koyich for all five kezayisim, to be yotze gedosach edin, manoich al shoman, azuchim, and apsuchim, gezin tahayt all together. B'siyat adishmayim. These are the aluchas I felt are important to speak about, although, as you understand, there are a lot of many different aluchas, and I'm sure that the ashalas you could always call up, the tapasal zangazint, and you could ask, um, I also answer my phone, Kasaida, and you could ask shalas that come up in every area um, right now, in these uh, turbulent uh, times. Um, there's a chizik I would like to leave you with, and that's the aluche of when we go on the street and we see a tree that's blossoming these days. There's a bruche, it's not a chiv, however, it's a birchis ashvach, that avada we try to praise the rabbinu shalom and see his Yad Achazuki, his Yad Agdoile, his Yad of Chesed Verachmem, his Kiddushi. Kiddushi means when a person doesn't have ulterior motives and he's selfless. The Rebbeinish Loilam is the Mekor from goodness and the Mekor HaKiddushi. That's why when we say Shmoina Esri, we say to internalize that notion that the Rebbeinish Loilam is selfless and that's the epitome of goodness. And whatever the Rabboni Shalom does on the world is Kiloi Toiv, Kiloi Chesed, Kiloi Rachmem, Tzadik Hashem Bechal Drucha Vechusit Bechal Masov. And when we go on the street and we see our tree blossoms, although we know and we see underneath the tree how all the blossoms are falling, they're shriveling, and they're all coming off the tree, but we know that's a preparation. And there's a beautiful fruit that's going to come out of this tree soon. And we're going to enjoy that fruit. We're going to enjoy and we're going to have the pleasure of eating that fruit and praising the Rabbi Yishleilam on that fruit. And that's the Biches Elunus. And that's a, such an important message that we have to cover, review it over in our heart and see this as a message of the Rabboni Shalom, of a way of thinking. And that's Benissen, and this month of Nissen, we make a Biches Elunus. Biches Elunus can be said even on one tree, and even if the tree's fruits aren't fruits that you're actually going to eat, if the birds come and they catch it and they grab it right away, or the worms come and they eat it up, it's all good as long as it's edible, and a person could eat it, it's enough that a person could make on that Biches Elunus, even if it's one tree. Some make a right not to say Biches Lunas on Shabbos. However, if you said on Shabbos, it's also good. And some would have come harder to say it on Shabbos because of my Bruches that uh, is so needed. However, the Welt doesn't say it on Shabbos. If you said it on Shabbos, it's also good. That's the Aluch of Biches Lunas. That's very important. I reviewed, I had a little time, I reviewed something I for many, for many uh, weeks and many times I was trying to uh, find a few minutes to go through the Siddhat Tfile and to see how many times do we say the three Sikkim, the three 
verses that we say many times throughout davening, we repeat it constantly. And those are the brush, those are the psikim of Hashem Tzvukus Emuni Miskavluni Lekayan Kiselu. Hashem Tzvukus Ashrudu Matayach Boch. Hashem Eshiyu Amelech Anani Vim Kenaini. We say it and we repeat it every when we daven for 14 times. Every one of these psikim go through the Siddhat Fili and see 14 times a person. If a person doesn't leave out any portion of davening before and after, through Shachris Menchemarev, we say 14 times every one of these three psikim. And the last pusik, Hashem we repeat additional three times on Shaini V'chamishi and other, other days, two times throughout davening. Comes out a regular day, we say the last pusik 16 times. Shani V'chamishi that we say V'yirachim, we say it 17 times. What's so important? What's that vital message that's behind these psikim? Hashem Tzvukis Amuni, Hashem Hashem Elchanani, Ashu Dematayach Boch. What we're really essentially saying in these psikim is that we should not think that the Rabbeinu Shalom is looking away. Hashem Tzvukisimuni, the Rabbeinu Shalom is in our midst. The Rabbeinu Shalom is bringing us through this. Hashem Tzvukisimuni, Miskavluni, he's the one that's our shield. Hashem Tzvukis, Ashrudamatayarbach, fortunate is the one that has faith in you. Hashem Oishiu, the Rabbeinu Shalom will help. It can happen even today. You don't have to wait even six days for penicillin. There's a And this is what we have to internalize. This is that we have to live by. We have to embody these words have to become part of our very nature as a yid, knowing that Hashem is Shiu, HaMelech Yanayni, V'yoyim Kanayni, the Rabboni Shloilim could help. And if it isn't exactly the way how we tried and we davened for, it must be because it's better on the other way. And we don't understand it. As we said in the beginning, Hashem is Shiu, HaMelech Yanayni, V'yoyim Kanayni. In Sidra Yavitz it says that Peshasa Magaisa, when we're in a time of a plague, in a time of a pandemic, we should say the Pusik Atu Saisalim Seilu. We should say it also three times. And we say that Pusik three times too. And Darizal says we say it Dafka after Kitoiris. Note most people that have the first the beginning symptoms of this virus cannot smell. The first thing that it's affected is you cannot smell. Mamish, you're clueless. You don't know if something is burning, whether something smells beautiful, or whether something reeks. You have no idea. That's because ketoiris is the Indian that's kenege the magaife. Ketoiris is the smell. And that's the, that's the yeshia, is the ketoiris. When we say Ketoiris, we should have Kavune, we should say it the Kavune. And after Ketoiris, says Darizal, we must say these Psikim. And after we bring into our hearts and minds the minute that the Rabboni Shalom can help, will help, and wants to help, then we say, Atu Saisili Mitzatetzraini, Rabboni Shalom, Runai Falait, we're still going to sing for you. We're still going to make a Siddur Sadu'i. You're going to help us. You're going to give us salvation. You're going to surround us and bring us in to a shield where we won't be attacked by all these koiches. As I'll say, in a time of a David, when there's a pandemic, a person should not go in the middle of the way. And that symbolizes, say, the baladrish. A person usually has to take that middle of the road that balanced way, but in the time of a David, a person must take an extreme way. An extreme way we mean not to exert yourself, Khalila, when you don't have koiches. An extreme way means an extreme way of passion, an extreme way of enthusiasm, an extreme koiches should, should emerge from the depths of the person's nefesh, 
from the depths of the person's neshumas, damatamtsas, an extreme simcha sachayim, an extreme betuchen, a reliance on the rabbinu shalom, and an extreme outlook for the better of seeing the light within, counting our blessings that we do have, appreciating more our deep breath, appreciating more our simple food, appreciating more our houses, and what we do have, our children, our kindler, our spouse. And that is the way our person must bring out a special reserve of koiches bizman when it's a deve. I want to ask the oilem, every year our bismedrish has the kimche, the pesche appeal that generated thousands of dollars to help our kehile people within our Kehillah that are in every year in a desperate need that comes to Pesach. And especially this year, to speak about this is mamish superfluous. There's no reason that I have to expand because everybody knows what's going on. And if every year we had to generate thousands of dollars this year, it goes way beyond that. And I ask everybody to please call me I'm going to reach out to the Oilem too, Emir Tishem, and the Oilem should come forth. And whoever has the Koichis to help, whoever is in need of help, should call me. My number is 347 962 1128. 347 962 1128. And by Isaiah Hashem, in the Schiss of Tzduki, as the Tatu said in his Drusha to the Oilem, Tzduki Tatzl Mamuvis, in the Schiss of Tzduki. As I'll say, the last middah that's going to bring us out with, of Gulis will be the middah of Tzedukah. But Tzedukah de Kainuni, with Tzedukah Tzimah Mishpat Tepude, Mishuveyu Be With the middah of Tzedukah, we'll be able, Emei Tzushem, to be zoichet to the Bies Goel Tzedek, Amhairi Miyamayni Umayn, we should all be zoichet to a healthy and well Paisach Bies Goel Tzedek. Kol Tiv, and Atzluche Rabbe, Metoich Sumche, and Metoich Tikvile Geile Shleime. Cultive.